Hello and welcome to the Flogcast Network. This is your commissioner, Scott Benzing, speaking, filling in for Justin Ruff this week. Justin's on vacation with his family, so I'm going to take over the podcast this week. Um, today, go over the Week 8 NFL games a little bit, uh, go over the Flog matchups, see where people stand in scoring right now before the Monday night game. Um Tuesday, probably not going to do a podcast. I know Justin usually goes over the waiver wire pickups. Uh, We'll see how my schedule works out. Wednesday, you'll hear me discuss who was picked up from waiver wire and free agency and also have the commissioner's corner going on Wednesday. And then Thursday, hope to get TC on so we can continue the normal uh, TC Thursday going over the upcoming weekend and matchups in the flog. So let's get right into it. Um... We'll go over, starting with the first matchup, the High Flying Hawaiians, 2-5, and five, going up against the Savage Patch Kids, 4-3. and three. TC currently holds a 186.1 to 150.7 lead. So TC winning this matchup by a little over 35 points. TC's week is done. Uh, Jake still has James Conner playing tonight. Um, so we'll see how much... James Conner can score against a bad Miami defense for Jake, but it's looking like TC's going to get this victory unless Conner has some monster 36-point game, um, which could happen. Crazier things have happened. Going through the guys' lineup, TC had a big week, 186.1. You'd like to see that, especially when you're missing Alvin Kamara. So TC's quarterbacks, Drew Brees, big day, 27.8. Ryan Tannehill, starting... The Tennessee quarterback who replaced Marcus Mariota against the Tennessee Titan fan, Jake McKinley. Ryan Tannehill had a good day. 22.3 fantasy points, 193 yards, three passing touchdowns. So I know TC liked to see that, especially with some of the issues he's had finding a consistent quarterback between Baker Mayfield and Danny Dimes. So big day for Ryan Tannehill for TC's lineup. Christian McCaffrey. Over 25 points, not a surprise there. Dude's a monster. Latavius Murray, though, filling in for Kamara. Latavius Murray, 32.2 fantasy points. 102 yards rushing, had two rushing touchdowns. Um, Check that. Had one rushing touchdown, one receiving touchdown, added nine catches for 55 yards. So real big day from Latavius Murray there. That's what helped TC to such a high score this week. Michael Thomas doing what he does, 112 yards, receiving touchdown, 21.8. Some guys that disappointed for TC, 6.3 for DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin, four catches for 39 yards. So TC made that sort of splash trade for Terry McLaurin, and he hasn't done much. Uh, Connor's looking like he's winning that. He got his value out of Terry McLaurin and um, then passed him away for some picks. Um, right as he's hitting sort of his his lull in the season compared to what he did the first few weeks. Um, TC's tight end, Evan Ingram, got back on track with a receiving touchdown, 12 points. Chris Carson, another good day, 90 yards rushing, a rushing touchdown, 15 points. Carlos Hyde, nothing spectacular, 83 yards rushing, 8.3. Um, TC starting the Bills defense and Greg Zerline combining for 9 points, so... The flex and defensive kicker, defensive or special teams for TC, doing okay. Uh, nothing spectacular, but those big days from McCaffrey, Latavius Murray, and Michael Thomas really helped 
push him to that nice 186.1 line. Uh, going over to Jake's, Aaron Rodgers doing what he does, 30.1 fantasy points, 305 yards, three passing touchdowns, following up that big week last week. Russell Wilson, not uh, kind of a down week for his standards, what he's done this year. Uh, 182 yards passing, two touchdowns, 17.6 fantasy points. Um, James Conner goes tonight for Jake. Josh Jacobs, sort of disappointing, didn't get in the end zone. Only 66 yards rushing, ended up with 9.1 fantasy points, had some had some receiving yards in there to boost up that line a little bit. Julio, big day for Jake. Julio, 20.2 fantasy points, like to see that. Uh, no touchdowns, though. It little hurt him a little bit. 10 catches, 152 yards receiving, though. So big day for him. Jake threw in Robert Woods, who's been very up and down this season. Two catches for 36 yards, 5.2 fantasy points. No, Jake doesn't like to see that. Tyrell Williams, Jake did have him in his lineup, though. Three catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Big day for Tyrell Williams coming back from that injury. Uh, Jake starting two tight ends. Uh, Darren Waller, 8.1 fantasy points, did have a touchdown. Only two catches for 11 yards, though. So... Somewhat of a quiet day, but that touchdown helps his score. George Kittle, this guy's having a hard time finding the end zone this year. Six catches, 86 yards, 11.6 fantasy points. Still getting those catches, those yards, so making him a viable fantasy guy, um, especially in a weak tight end class this year. Um, Devontae Freeman did not get ejected this week after last week uh, throwing a punch at Aaron Donald. Ended up with 39 yards rushing, lost a fumble, adding some receiving yardage in there. Um, eight catches for 63 yards through the air for Devontae Freeman, 12.2 fantasy points. And then Jake starting, Saints defense, uh, and Josh Lambeau, Jacksonville kicker. Those guys combined for 20 points. So good outing by Jake's defense special teams. Uh, got some good play out of his flex. But Robert Woods and Josh Jacobs uh, really letting down his team this week. Um, those are guys that he expects to get more than the points they did, at least in double digits. And when you have the guy you're going up against have some players freak out, it's, it's going to make it rough. So Jay, or Jake's coming down to James Conner tonight. I don't think he gets 36 fantasy points. That would be insane. But crazier things have happened. So can't completely count out Jake yet, but it looks like TC will be going to 5-3 and three and Jake will be dropping to 2-6. and six. Next matchup on the ticket is the Terry's Terrorists, 2-5, and five, going up against the Magic Skull Bus at 5-2. and two. And this matchup was really close all the way up until the fourth quarter or late in the Sunday night game um, with the Packers. Marcus had been leading all day was projected to come away with the victory. And then Aaron Rodgers hit Aaron Jones for a 67-yard touchdown. And it immediately flipped to Keegan being favored and winning. Keegan is currently winning 158.7 to 138.3 for Marcus. Um, That huge play from Aaron Jones and just a big game overall really boosted up um, Keegan's line here, and it looks like he's going to be coming away with the victory. Uh, both guys still have one player to go tonight. Uh, I'll get into that. Looking at Marcus's team, um, 
Daniel Jones, big day for him. 32.1 fantasy points, over 300 yards passing, four passing touchdowns. A uh, guy that had just been dropped into free agency from TC after several bad games in a row. Um, Marcus's other quarterback, uh, Mason Rudolph. With Matt Ryan going down, Dak Prescott on a bye, Marcus is kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for a good quarterback this week. Mason Rudolph is probably not that, um, especially with Marcus needing quite a bit of points. Uh, he's currently down 20.4, but he does have Mason Rudolph going tonight. So if he can beat up on a bad Miami defense, Marcus could still edge out this victory, but right now not looking good. Marcus's running backs, Joe Mixon, finally doing something productive in fantasy. 15.7 points, 66 rushing yards, and a receiving touchdown. Uh, I think he had four catches for 11 yards in that receiving touchdown. So not otherworldly, not a massive performance, but definitely something Marcus likes to see after a guy who's been running behind a terrible offensive line all year, hasn't really got anything going, um, finally gets him above 15 points. So no Marcus is happy to see that. Philip Lindsay, 10.1 fantasy points. Um, not a huge day. But after a bummer last week, nice to see Philip Lindsay score double digits. 59 yards rushing, 17 yards receiving on five catches. Uh, Stephon Diggs, another big day for Stephon Diggs. Seven catches, 143 yards, 15.8. As you can see, Marcus's team uh, scoring a lot more than they have the rest of the season. He usually has a couple guys do okay, and then some guys that have just been really bad, like Mixon. Um, But... So far, so good, and definitely after last week, uh, benching Marvin Jones, um, he threw him in his flex this week, didn't do much, 4.2 fantasy points, 4 catches, 22 yards. He did start Kenny Galladay, though, and Kenny Galladay had a big day, 25.3 fantasy points, 6 catches, 123 yards, 2 touchdowns, so it seems like Marcus is going to keep going with both of the Lions receivers because it seems like at least one of them every week has a big game. Um, So you kind of got to average between the two if they're going to both be in your lineup. Marcus, though, did start Kenny Stills as his third wide receiver. Three catches, 22 yards, 3.7 fantasy points. Marcus does not like to see that. Um, Jimmy Graham as his tight end with Jason Witten on a bye. Three catches, 20 yards, 3.5 fantasy points. Seems like Marcus's third wide receiver and tight end have been been pretty down this year. Um, if you'll notice, he does have Keenan Allen on his bench. Uh, that was because Keenan Allen was expected not to play until about 11.30 or noon on Sunday morning. So I uh, can't really blame Marcus for benching Keenan Allen. Um, Keenan Allen didn't do anything spectacular. Seven catches, 53 yards, 8.8 fantasy points, but I know he would have been in there over Kenny Stills, and every point matters when you're in a close matchup like this. Um, So that's a bummer for Marcus. Um, Moving to his other flex, James White, 9.9 fantasy points, only four yards rushing, had a few catches in there. Um, Another guy that Marcus benched, uh, just traded for this week, David Montgomery, had his first big game of the year. 22.7 fantasy points, 135 yards rushing, and a touchdown, and Marcus had him on his bench. So it holds true that Marcus, if he puts a guy on his bench, they're going to have a big game. So, Um, And I can't blame Marcus for his lineup decisions. It's not like he's benching all-stars. It just seems like he's having really bad luck 
plugging in those guys. Uh, his defense, Titans, and kicker Matt Prater for Detroit got him 18 combined, so that's a decent day. Um, you like to see that. But Marcus currently stands at 138.3 and needs a big day from Mason Rudolph to uh, possibly pull out a win. On the other side, Keegan Scott sitting at 158.7, 5-2 record. Um, had a, had some big games from a couple guys. Uh, quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston. Wentz had 15.3, nothing special. Wind, really windy day there going against Buffalo. Um, 172 yards passing and a touchdown. Not terrible, but the conditions weren't great for a big passing day, so... Jameis Winston, 21.3 fantasy points. Typical Jameis. Over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, added two interceptions. think he had a fumble in there. So big play, big turnover guy for Jameis Winston, um, which is sad to say coming from a Bucks fan. Delvin Cook just keeps doing what he's doing. Um, 98 yards rushing and a touchdown. He added some receiving work there, ended up with 25.6 fantasy points. Big day for Dalvin Cook. Uh, Five catches for 73 yards on the receiving side. So big, big day from Dalvin Cook continues just to eat it up. Matt Breida, uh, only 35 yards rushing, added one catch for 15 yards, 5.5 fantasy points, did leave the game. Um, So Keegan had him as his second RB this week. Uh, and that was probably because Aaron Jones played the Sunday night game. So those guys that are playing the earlier slate, you put them in your running back and wide receiver and you leave your flex options open um, with the guys who play in the late games in case something crazy happens. So Matt Breida, 5.5, not a good day for him going out with the injury. Keegan's wide receivers did not do much this week. Chris Godwin, 8.3. Cortland Sutton, 8.7. Odell Beckham Jr., 7.7. Um, not a big day from any of them, just sort of middle of the road. Hunter Henry is tight in, adding 6.7. No, no touchdowns for those guys. Um, so not a big productive day. You'd think looking at that, that Marcus would have a chance to win it. But that's where we get to Keegan's flex. And in his number one flex spot, Aaron Jones of the Packers going absolutely bonkers. fantasy points for Aaron Jones on Sunday night football against the Chiefs. 67 yards rushing, but the big thing, 7 catches, 159 yards receiving, and 2 receiving touchdowns. So, huge day from Aaron Jones. Really what shifted the tide in Keegan's favor this week. Uh, Keegan's other flex, Golden Tate. Not terrible. 12.5 fantasy points, 8 catches, 85 yards. Seems like he's getting involved quite a bit there. With the Giants, now that Sterling Shepard's out with an injury. Um, Keegan still has his defense to play tonight. The Steelers going against Miami. So, I know Marcus is currently down by 20, a little over 20 points. Um, With the defense going up against Miami, I mean, they could easily get 15 fantasy points with all the sacks and turnovers they're going to cause. So, looks like Mason Rudolph's only going to have to produce about 35, 40 points for Marcus to have a chance in this game. So I think Keegan's going to be able to go to 6-2 and two after that big Sunday night performance from Aaron Jones, and Marcus is going to drop to 2-6. and six. 
the next matchup on the slate, and this is a final. Uh, no guys going in the Sunday or the Monday night football game tonight. That is the LeBron Kings, one and six, coming out with the victory over the Coon Squad, four and three. So Connor's going to drop to four and four. Justin's going to move up to two and six. Um, Justin winning this matchup, one forty-four point six to one thirty-two point four. So a really low-scoring affair here. Um, I think both of these guys will end up being the low scorers on the week. Uh, if Marcus can get five or six points from Mason Rudolph, he'll jump both of these guys. So lowest-scoring affair, um, but Justin squeaking out that victory. Uh, looking at Justin's lineup, Jared Goff, pretty big day, 372 yards, two passing touchdowns, 24.8 fantasy points. Justin did start Jacoby Brissett, 9.4 fantasy points, no touchdowns, only 202 yards passing, but you know what? He's coming away with that victory. Todd Gurley added 44 yards rushing and a touchdown, 10.4. Sony Michelle, no touchdowns, no catches, uh, 7.4 on 74 yards rushing. DeAndre Hopkins, it seems like he's getting more involved, especially with um, Will Fuller going down with that injury, so... He's getting a lot of targets, 11 receptions, 109 yards, 16.4. No, Justin likes to see that. T.Y., though, a uh, guy he traded for earlier, 6.4 fantasy points, two catches, 54 yards. When your quarterback doesn't have a big day, it's going to be hard for your receivers, too. So not a surprise there. Tyler Boyd, a guy that um, Justin just traded for along, uh, sent off OBJ, got some picks, and Tyler Boyd back. Six catches, 65 yards, 9.8 fantasy points. It's That's um, satisfactory. Tyler Boyd's not really a boomer bust guy. Seems like he gets a lot of those catches. Um, but the Bengals are bad, so it's a crapshoot if he's going to be able to get into the end zone or not. Um, big day for Austin Hooper, though. Justin with those tight ends. 15.5 fantasy points, six catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Austin Hooper continuing to put up good fantasy numbers in Atlanta, even with uh, backup Matt Schaub this week. So his his needle's definitely pointing up for the rest of the season. And Justin's flex, he had Marlon Mack added 15.5, 76 yards, a rushing touchdown. Good day for Marlon Mack in another trade this week. Uh, he sent off David Montgomery, got Marlon Mack back. But his other flex spot, Brandon Cooks, zero points. He went out with a concussion, um, and so he's had kind of a rough go of it this year. I think that might be a second concussion. Uh, so Brandon Cooks, I mean, they're they're really harping on he uh, health, and uh, especially involving head injuries. So Brandon Cooks could miss significant time. Um, big day from Justin's defense and kicker. Jaguars defense getting him 17 points, and Adam Vinatieri missed an extra point, missed a field goal, but hit 250 yarders. Um, Adam Vinatieri, 12 points, so 29 combined points for the defense and special teams. You'll take that any day of the week. Now moving over to Connor's team, and his team's been looking really good, but he did not have a good, good week. Uh, Kyler Murray, 10.1, no touchdowns, 220 yards passing. Really a down week for Kyler, but the Saints' defense is good, and they proved it. Tom Brady, 20.2. Connor will take that, especially missing Mahomes. Uh, 259 yards, two passing touchdowns. Sort of a sloppy game there in New England against the Browns. 
Saquon doing what he does, 24.3 fantasy points, had 64 yards rushing, um, and added eight catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. Big day for him doing Saquon things. Nick Chubb, 131 yards rushing, lost two fumbles, so dropped his line down to 10.3. No Connor doesn't like to see that. Nick Chubb needs to hold on to the football. Um, those four points uh, didn't really end up mattering. Uh, Justin pulling away in the end there, but that's a big swing right there. So, no Connor doesn't like to see that, but going up against that Patriots defense, there's not a lot of guys that look good against them. Uh, Connor's receivers, Allen Robinson, 8.7. So, so weak, um, nothing spectacular. Started Larry Fitzgerald, though, 1.8 fantasy points, two catches, eight yards. Seems like Larry Fitz is just... Um, I don't know if he's just starting to wear down or Kyler's just not targeting him anymore. Um, he started out the year with three games in a row all over 12 points, and he hasn't scored more than 10 fantasy points since week three. So five consecutive games with under 10 fantasy points. And the last two weeks, uh, he's only had he's had less than two fantasy points in each contest. 1.7 last week, 1.8 this week. And... Playing San Francisco two of the three next weeks doesn't look like it's going to get any better for Larry Fitz. Connor might need to figure something out there at wide receiver. He did start DK Metcalf. Three catches for 13 yards, but two receiving touchdowns. So 14.8 for DK. It's a good start by Connor there. Gerald Everett. This tight end is so bipolar. Two catches for 15 yards, 2.5 fantasy points. Um... It just seems like he alternates between having a 13-point game and a two-point game. Um, last week, he had 50 yards and a touchdown. The week before, only two catches for nine yards. And then this week, two catches for 15 yards. So um, just a weird, weird year for tight end. Uh, but didn't really have mo- many other options. Uh, his had TJ Hawkinson on the bench, one catch for 21 yards, so wouldn't have done him much use if he had put him in his lineup. Uh, Connor's flex, Jordan Howard, big day for him, 96 yards and a touchdown, uh, 17.6 fantasy points, and then also started A.J. Brown, two catches for 11 yards, but did get a receiving touchdown, 8.1 fantasy points, so be interesting to see what Connor does with his wide receivers going forward. Um, I mean, DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown, both really low yardage receiving, both under 15 yards receiving, um, but they had all that touchdown value, so you like to see that in your fantasy lineup. Connor starting the Bears defense and the Bears kicker. Uh, They only combined for 14 fantasy points. Eddie Pinheiro missing two field goals hurt that, especially the game winner. Um, So Justin's going to come away with the victory here, as I said. Uh, he'll move to two and six, and Connor will drop to four and four. And now on to the last matchup, which is myself, Juju's in the attic, five and two, going up against Blount Force, Quentin's team at also sitting at five and two. Um, and this wasn't really close. Um, after the first slate of games, thought I had a chance, uh, but then Quentin had Tevin Coleman in his lineup, and if you didn't see what Tevin Coleman did. I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Quentin also starting Mike Evans and uh, just a bad beat. I'm 
might score close to 170 and still lose by 30. So just uh, not a good matchup. Um, Quentin's team going off this week as it's prone to do this season. So unless I can get 40 points from Juju tonight, which I it will never happen this year. Um, I'm going to take the L here, move to 5-3, and three, and Blount Force will move to 6-2 and two alongside Keegan Scott. Um, so get into the mat, get them to the uh, the plays and who was in the lineup here. Start with my team and then discuss Blount's afterwards since he's going to be the high scorer this week. So Deshaun Watson um, had a big game, 30.6 fantasy points, 279 yards, three passing touchdowns added. 50-ish yards on the ground. Big day from him. Couldn't ask for more. Matt Stafford, another huge day. 342 yards passing, three passing touchdowns, 26.3 fantasy points. So if you can get over 55 points combined from your quarterbacks, you usually sit in pretty good position. But you also typically don't have your two starting running backs combine to score 7.3 fantasy points. And that's what I did. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, starting at running back, 23 yards rushing. Uh, I think he added a couple catches in there for very minimal yardage. Ended with five fantasy points. That's bad, especially with the type of volume that Le'Veon sees. Um, Jacksonville did a good job bottling him up. Uh, the Jets' schedule does get much easier going forward, but it's it's tough seeing one of your keepers just get you five points, especially with how many touches he had. My other running back was Chase Edmonds, coming off that huge, massive 120-yard, three-touchdown game, filling in for David Johnson last week. I felt good about putting him in my lineup, hearing that David Johnson wasn't going to play. And then Chase Edmonds hurt his hamstring, um, ended up with eight yards rushing, added a couple catches, 2.3 fantasy points, left the game early. That's really tough to swallow, especially in a a week where I felt like most of my team produced really well, um, especially my wide receivers. So my wide receivers were Cooper Cup, DJ Chark, and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek going without Patrick Mahomes. Still put up a respectable six catches, 76 yards, 11.1 fantasy points. Um, can't really complain about that, missing the starting quarterback, the all-powerful Patrick Mahomes. So... I was satisfied getting double digits from Tyreek. DJ Chark, six catches, 79, a receiving touchdown. Big day for him, 16.9 fantasy points. I like to see that from DJ Chark getting back on track after a couple down weeks. Cooper Cup, doing what Cooper Cup does. 31.5 fantasy points, seven catches, 222 or 220 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Big day for the Rams, uh, getting the win over the Bengals in London. Um, After Cooper Cup had that massive day, I thought, oh, I have this in the bag. He was in the early game window. Felt really good about it, um, but wasn't meant to be, because I'll get into some of Quentin's guys here after this. Travis Kelsey, four catches, 63 yards, and again, finally got into the end zone. Had only had one receiving touchdown on the year. Got his second of the year from Matt Moore. Uh, 14.3 fantasy points. He's been getting a lot of yardage, but hasn't had that touchdown value that he typically has. Really happy to see him get back on track. I have Juju Smith-Schuster going tonight and against Miami. Again, I need like 40 points from him, so 
chalk this one up as a loss this week. Austin Eckler threw him in my flex. He only had three yards rushing, uh, but he did have a receiving touchdown against the Bears. Um, added two catches for 19 yards. Uh, had three carries for three yards. It's really, I know the the um, the Chargers got the win, but it's really sad to see Austin Eckler get his all of his touches just taken away by Melvin Gordon um, when Austin Eckler looks like he does. He has all year. He's been really productive. He ended with 9.2 fantasy points. Um, Austin Eckler still currently ranked third at the position of running back in fantasy, but Melvin Gordon's just going to keep stealing his touches away. Austin Eckler only got five touches today. Just sad to see. Um, my defense started the Rams, and my kicker started Will Lutz from New Orleans. Uh, they combined for 11 points. Nothing to write home about. Uh, but that's where we get into Quentin's team. And going into the week, thought I had a good chance. Lamar Jackson was on a bye. Amari Cooper was on a bye. Um, just thought that the stars were going to align for me this week, and then actually got into playing. And some of Quentin's guys just went absolutely off. So starting with quarterbacks, Josh Allen, 19.1, 169 yards, two pass touchdowns, that really windy, nasty game in Buffalo. So no surprise that he didn't have a ton of passing yardage there, even against a bad Philly secondary. Kirk Cousins, or uh, Quentin threw him in his lineup, cover for Lamar. 285 yards passing, and that's about it. Ended with 11.6 fantasy points. Again, thinking uh, that was the Thursday night game, thinking I got off to a good start against Quinton with his quarterback only putting up 11.6, but it didn't matter. Leonard Fournette, 76 yards rushing, added some receiving work in there, ended up with 17.1 fantasy points. Man, if Leonard Fournette got into the end zone uh, more than one time this season, he would be a top three running back. He's currently seven at the position one touchdown on the year. Um, Like I said, 76 yards rushing, added seven catches for 60 yards against the Jets. Big day for Lenny. Uh, His needle's pointing way up. Derrick Henry, 6.8 fantasy points. 75 yards rushing, which that's nothing to um, scoff at going up against a Bucks defense that has really held running backs in check this year. He lost a fumble. It was a bad fumble. It looked like it just popped out. Um, and I think he had one catch for eight yards. So Derrick Henry only getting 6.8. I would take that. It's not a big day. But Quentin starting Mike Evans. 11 catches, 198 yards, two touchdowns against the Titans. 37.3 fantasy points. Big, big day for Mike Evans. Quentin also starting Julian Edelman. Eight catches, 78 yards, two receiving touchdowns, 23.5 fantasy points. And that was when I knew that it was over. Um... Tyler Lockett, six catches, 100 yards, 13 points. Zach Ertz, not doing much this year. Two catches, 20 yards. Um, Quinton also starting Tevin Coleman. 105 yards rushing, four total touchdowns. Uh, He had a receiving touchdown in there. 36.8 fantasy points. I mean, that's just, that's insane. That's a big, big day for Tevin Coleman. I think I was reading something. He only had 13 touches. So he had four touchdowns on 13 total touches. That's just, 
it's just one of those things in fantasy where you're like, well, I can't do anything about it. My team scored pretty well, but you can't you can't play defense against the other guy's lineup. So just got to put your best guys out there and hope that your opponent has some, some weak spots in their lineup. But Quentin did not have very many weak spots, and the ones he did were clearly covered up by those guys that freaked out. Um, Quentin's other flex, LaShawn McCoy, 6.3 fantasy points. 40 yards rushing, lost a fumble, added some receiving work there. Nothing special from Shady. Um, The defense, Quentin, of course, Patriots, no shock there. 20 points again this week. Just an insane run, the Patriots defense is going on. They had a touchdown, an interception, two forced fumbles. I mean, it was, they're doing insane things as far as scoring for a defense. And it looks like Quentin's going to keep reaping the benefits until maybe this coming week when they play the Ravens on Sunday night and Quentin has to throw Lamar Jackson up against them. So um, Quentin's kicker, Harrison Butker, kicker for the Chiefs, uh, nothing special, five points. So, But Quentin's defense and special teams combining for 25, and that's, that's a big day from those guys. So as it stands right now, Quentin is 199.5. I am currently sitting at 158.2. Quentin has nobody else left to go. I have Juju, but like I said, unless Juju scores 41 points or something, I'm not going to win this. So I'll drop to five and three. Quentin will move to six and two. And those are your, uh, that's the recap for this week in fantasy. Um, Most of the games are out of reach. Don't expect much change tonight um, in the scoring or who's projected to win. so yeah, just to go over it again, uh, pretty much sure things for the final standings after this week. TC looks to move to five and three. Jake will drop to two and six. Um, Marcus looks like he's going to drop to two and six alongside Jake, and Keegan will move to six and two, uh, tied for the best record in the league after this week. The LeBron Kings pulled out a win, go to two and six. They're right there with. Marcus and Jake for the worst record. Connor will drop to four and four. And coming up to a pretty important time of the season for Connor. Um, and then I will drop to five and three uh, alongside TC. And Quentin Blount will move to six and two along with Keegan Scott. So playoff picture coming a little bit more into view. Um, Quentin, the Blount Force, and Magic Skullbus Keegan look to be in real good position, sitting at six and two after eight weeks. Uh, TC and I battling it out at five and three apiece. Uh, Connor close behind at four and four, and then the other guys that seem pretty much destined for the Toilet Bowl playoffs: uh, Marcus Terry, Justin Ruff, and Jake McKinley, all sitting at two and six. So. That's it for today. Um, Hopefully get back on here again on Wednesday to discuss some of the waiver wire pickups. Um, I'll also have my edition of the Commissioner's Corner for this week, so stay tuned for that. And then Thursday, try to get TC on the the line, and we can go over some of the matchups for the upcoming week. So thank you all for listening. Uh, Justin Ruff will be back next week. This has been a Flogcast Network production, and I will see you all on Wednesday.